The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a happy St. Pat. No, 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 no. Around here, it's Finn Lizzy Day episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 693, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, if you're like, huh, it's St. Patrick's Day, but I still need my coffee. Great news. What is better than an Irish coffee made with True Coat Coffee? It's the hottest, blackest, most metal coffee out there. You can put in whatever liquor you want as long as it's not a rum and coke. Not rum and coke. Jack and coke. Because then it becomes a motorhead. Right? That's right. But you you put in what... Because honestly, like, what goes into an Irish coffee? Um... Man, I can't remember now. Just it's liquor, right? Like yeah, it's like, whiskey, coffee, it's like coffee and whiskey. Isn't is it? that it? Is but it, mm-hmm. but does it have to be an Irish whiskey or like an Irish Queen whiskey? But obviously, I don't drink that stuff um, because St. Patrick's Day is really just an excuse to drink, right? At least here in the states, it right. is legit holiday. It has <clears throat> legit beginnings and things in Ireland with St. Patrick and blah 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 blah. Um, look that up on your own time. For now, we're going to talk about Thin Lizzy Day, True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T coffee.com. Go out there, subscribe, and that way you never run out of coffee. And you get not one, but two great bands every month. Mm-hmm. Great music curated by metalheads for metalheads. This isn't a gimmick. This isn't somebody in a suit and tie somewhere asking his um, 15-year-old nephew, hey, What's a cool band? What give me a heavy band? Lincoln Park, Uncle. You know, it's not that kind of stuff. Like this is legit metal, mm-hmm. right? You're yeah. gonna get great metal, great music. It's a great darn time. So, top of the morning to you, Snowman. What's going <laughs> yeah, on? I guess that's it. In case everyone's kind of wondering, like, what the hell are they talking about? Like, St. Patrick's Day was like last week. Okay. As you and I are sitting down, pressing record, it is St. Patrick's Day. It sure is. Just, just in case anyone's wondering. That, those guys are obviously lost 
their mind. Um, but for me personally, um, uh, I kind of like to acknowledge this as uh, Thin Lizzy Day. Because really, like, how many, like, established artists have come out of Ireland? There's, like, you 2 and, like, whatever. And then there's, man, fucking Phil. Phil and the boys, you yeah, know. Yeah, you too, Thin Lizzy, the commitments, uh, the singer from Flogging Molly. That's all I can do on, you know, off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw on the, on the, on the face spaces today the... The, the underground band Primordial is from Ireland. And I'm sure there's there's a whole whack, but for pip, me... Pip, cheerio. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure there's a whole lot. So we're kind of... But for me, uh, this this day is kind of all about Thin Lizzy. So how, how I'm celebrating my St. Patrick's Day, because it's really not much of a racket up here in Canada. I mean, there are some pubs. Okay, like we do have the concept of pubs well you gotta have an irish pub everybody has an irish yeah pub. yeah and we do have a couple and it's it's gonna be like christmas for them oh yeah you know it's, every bar it's, it's, down it's, here it's um christmas for them right you know right. hell most of them were drinking last weekend but me i'm not well yeah <laughs> but me i'm not one for pubs the only time i like to go into a bar is if there's a kick-ass band playing and all that but you know what Actually, the one time that I would go and hang out in a pub, okay, um, oh, I had heard in like various different interviews, it might have even been when we had Craig Goldie from Dio on. Ronnie James Dio wasn't big for bars and strip clubs and all that, but he liked pubs. He liked, you, you, you know, the small, intimate pubs. Yeah. Just ha just having a pint with his buddies and all that. I would go to a pub with Ronnie James Dio. Like, I think that's, you know, I think that's a given. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I enjoy. Like, a, just a good beer draft place. Someplace that's more low-key. I don't need someplace with everybody doing shots and flavored shots because they can't drink. But they still want to get drunk. Um, so <clears throat> that's, yeah, whole, whole other story. But um, I've, I've got my Guinness, but I'm also torn because my grandmother's Scottish and um, did not celebrate St. Patrick's Day ever. Because, <laughs> uh -huh. you know, if you're Scottish, you don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day. I uh, guess not. You know, it's one of those things. But yeah, yeah, man, Let, let's, let's get on with the rock and roll here. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, because. Um... It's that time. It's that time. Not only is it Thin Lizzy Day today as we speak, but uh, and this is going to be reflected in my metal fix and in tonight's discussion. The world is starting to open up now. Tours are happening. Concerts are happening. I had my first, um, first, first live show here in a while with the Ninja un under you know the Ninja Cat banner and all, all that. So I'm excited. I'm pumped. This is going to be a kind of a quick to the point show because I want to get on with my thin lizzying tonight. So yeah, to kick us off, to get us there, since you're doing good, I'm doing good, feeling good, looking good. Let's, um, tonight's, uh, mandatory metal segment, April 8th here in Winnipeg is going to be the Manitoba 
Metal Fest fundraiser. The Manitoba Metal Fest is just around the corner, coming up very soon. I'm so, so stoked, so stoked for it. Um, as part of the festivities is this pre, pre-show... Okay, to raise funds for the event this this time this year, um, Archigathis is going to be headlining. Of course, we just played their we just played one of their songs uh, a couple episodes back because I found out twelve years too late that they had sampled me for one of their songs, which is still as, fantastic, as, as, you, yeah. as you may recall. Well, it's going to be Archigathis. It's going to be Solanum, a local punk band, Toilet Pig. I've never heard of them before eager to find out but and we played this band on the show before and they've um i believe their ep horror came out oh geez a couple years back now on unspeakable acts record regurgitated guts are going to be playing there so for tonight's mandatory metal sex segment for true cobalt coffee we are going to get into Regurgitated Guts EP, es- Esophageal Mutilation. This is a vermin feast.
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Hey, dude, as I uh, finish off Lemmy 1 and uh, prepare myself to pour number 2, I want to hear everything that's going on with you. All right, so let's talk about, well, all the crazy stuff going on in the in the world of rock and roll and metal. Um, I discovered, rediscovered a band called the Aquabats this week. Are you familiar with them? Yeah, well, definitely the name. Yeah, and I bet if I showed you a picture, you'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, those yeah, guys. probably. They're a little on the ska side, right? Well, that was the first record. Um, the third record, and uh, I don't have anything near me where I can look it up, but um, the third record, released in 99, is completely up our alley. It's all 50s, 60s, sci-fi, the giant Ooh. eye kind of stuff, and it's okay. it's surf rocky, it's rock, it's rock and roll. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and... Uh, if you can hear all that craziness, I am pretty sure my uh, my parents just got here. So, oh, good, good. Yeah. At some point when we go off the air, I want to say hi to your mom. Right? Yeah, on. we'll see what we can do here. So, anyway, um, so the Aquabats, like the guitarist Eagle Bones Falcon, no Falcon Wing, Fal- Eagle Bones Falcon Hawk, Falcon Hawk. That's it. Um, released this signature pedal and a channel that I watch on YouTube was demoing it. I'm like, man, this is cool. And he's got the uh, the anti negativity helmet. He's got the goggles, like all this stuff from from their outfits. I'm like, this is crazy. So I start going back and like listening to it. I'm like, wow, like this this is fun rock and roll. Now, something interesting. Three of the members are also Mormon. Ah, right? Like Church of Latter-day Saints. Oh, I found that very interesting. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to go on a limb here and guess that they probably never play a show on Sunday. Because if anyone's ever known a Mormon, like Mormons really stick strict to the, hey, um, Sunday is the day of rest kind of thing, you know? Right. Um, but the really interesting thing is Eagle Bones Falcon Hawk was going to school for like his doctorate now. Yeah, no, his doctorate in in religious studies. And for his graduate thesis, he actually published a book called A Sound Salvation, Rock and Roll as a Religion. Ah. Yeah, and he actually argues that by the modern definitions of religion, rock and roll is a religion. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. You don't got to do much convincing on my part. Well, and that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, you know what? Um, we need to get that guy on this show and oh, yes. talk t- talk about this. Like, I need to look at the book, read it, get the gist. And we need like we need to have him on here with both of us and just be like, okay, let, let's, talk, let's talk about sitting up church, you know? You're, you're preaching to the choir when you say this is a religion. Exactly, right? Exactly. I, yeah, I knew that had you. So... So that was one of the things that went on. And then um, I discovered another new pedal this week, thanks to the one and only Gary Holt. Um, yeah. It's called the Doom Saw. Okay. And he was demoing it and having a great time with it. And um, it's by um, this website, Instagram account, whatever, called Does It Doom. And I follow them. And they do all kinds of like real heavy stuff. They've got guitars and pedals and things. 
Um, but I'm really interested in the Doom Saw because I think it's going to be kind of like a combination of like a big fuzzy Doomy kind of sound and um, the uh, the HM2, you know, also known as the Swedish Chainsaw. So, you know, we got yeah. that going on. Um, and then the Horror Pops, a band you and I are both familiar with, Psychobilly Band. Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard what's been going on with Patricia Patricia Day, the uh, bassist and vocalist of Horror Pops? No, no. I hope it's good. Well, let let's let's go through the whole setup because, um, man, like because like, she's married to Kim Necroman of the Necromantics, right? And he plays guitar oh. in the um, Horror Pops. I didn't know that. Talking yeah. about keeping it in the family. Like, well, and, and like they met, and she played guitar, he played bass. And then, like, they talked about, like, oh, why don't we do a project together? And she's like, well, yeah, but how about you teach me to play bass? She's like, okay, you teach me to play guitar. So they swapped instruments and, you know, kind of taught each other, and, and that's the horror pops, you know. Um, <laughs> Psychobilly romance. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> like, and, and I mean, a, it's great. Like, there's an interview with her. She's like, yeah, she's like, I thought he was a total ass. She's like, I'm pretty sure the first thing he said was something about my tits, you know. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's it's. It, it's really cool. But anyway, so um, there's this post. It's like, well, the Horror Pops were coming back at the end of 2019, and we we're going to do a tour. 2020 happened. We're, you know, we're going to do this. This happened. Then this happened. Son of a bitch, dude. Patricia Day has cancer. Mm. And so there's a GoFundMe set up. So go check out the Horror Pops Instagram. The links are there. Um but, you know, I'm sure if you just Google Patricia Day, um, Horror Pops, uh, GoFundMe, you'll find it. Uh, they're trying to get money together to cover her medical bills. Because, guys, right. like, as a working musician, you don't have benefits. You don't have 401ks. You don't have, K's, you don't yeah. have anything that you don't set up for yourself. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times you're living on a shoestring. And then if you can't work, all that goes away. And guess what happened for the last two years? They couldn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, so... They can't even play. Yeah. yeah, so that's just it. So, you know, like I know the pandemic hit a lot of people really hard, um, but particularly anybody who is, um, you know, in the hospitality or entertainment industries, right? Mm-hmm. Because if we're talking to anyone who is like, you know, owned a restaurant, a bar, nightclub, and who was the entertainment for those said venues... Like, you're screwed the last two years. You know, it's oh, been really sure. rough. So um, I wanted to make it everyone, everyone aware of that. And then I could have sworn I wrote this next thing down, but I must have forgotten. Um, okay. Uh, do you remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about Mad Twins art? Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Sorry, so, just, supporting the war in the, in the in the supporting the war in the Ukraine. They're not supporting the war. They're like anti-war, but they're supporting <laughs> the Ukraine because they are from the Ukraine, uh-huh. and they do great artwork, rockabilly art, and they sell their art prints. Um, they have a specific um, set of prints now that if you buy that, they're just donating the money straight to um, the Ukrainian efforts. Right. And so go just check out Mad Twins Art on Instagram, at Mad Twins Art. The links are all there. Um, you know, I say go there because you need to see the art, right? Like, if mm-hmm. you're listening to this show, this is going to be right up your alley. It's in the psychobilly, rockabilly, horror punk kind of veins. 
Um, and they've been partnering with other artists uh, to get things to sell. Um, and you know, when you, when you buy it, they're going to donate that money. And they're like, they're like, we're going to make sure it gets to who needs it. And when I read that, like, I'm, I'm absolutely going to buy some of those things to support it that way. And then they also have a link where you can like literally deposit money directly into like, um, the Ukrainian bank account to support their, the government or the war effort or whatever it is like, and I'm like, well, that's pretty intense and impressive. But then let, let's face it. Um, you've been a metalhead since what? You were 16? Since 84. I would have been 13. Okay. So you're, you're, you were an, uh, an earlier bloomer than I was. I was a late bloomer. But we can say, you know, since the mid 80s, um, being fans of the type of music we're fans of, have you ever come across a few individuals who may have certain skill sets that they're maybe not bad people, but some people might, you know, view those skill sets as bending laws a little bit, <laughs> circumventing certain legalities, if you will? Well, there are times where uh, some people might think make, make, making certain statements would be against the law but i would be kind of like i wouldn't want to be a judge at this guy's hearing when you know when uh you find out like okay okay if if someone's gonna make a political statement like with a spray can oh uh, so we're we're, hang on i I need to course correct here we're we're going the wrong way for a minute did you know any criminals did you know people that that knew how to get things done um through 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 means that not, may not been been one hundred percent legal, but they could get the job done for the right reason. Not, not really. really? No, at least, at least, at least not off the top of my head. Okay, oh, well, maybe I'm... it's because I'm a musician. Because, like, I like, I mean, yeah. you know, when you're a musician, you're hanging around with a lot of other musicians, and you're hanging around with a lot of criminals. It just seems to be the thing. Okay. And, you know, and I'm not saying that these were bad people. I'm just saying that conventionally speaking. Um, you know, other people may not have appreciated how they earn their source of income. You know, okay, you've got me. You know, I'm intrigued. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, like there, there are many ways to earn money. You know, yes, and uh, there are a ton that aren't legal. So, <laughs> you know, but my point is that you know those people also were great people who had great hearts. And knew how to use those skills to get help to people who needed it when they needed it. And that's my point with Mad Twins art. I'm like, okay, these guys ah. are all punk rockers. They probably also have some shady connections, you know, and those connections know how to circumvent, like, you know, like if you try to send something to the Ukraine right now, like, like mm-hmm. you know, the right way, like you send a letter. You guarantee that somebody's intercepting it, somebody's reading it, somebody's checking it, all that sort of stuff. Right. Right. But um, I'm willing to bet that the Mad Twins art uh, know how to make sure none of that happens. You know, so nothing's intercepted. It goes to exactly who it's supposed to. And, you know, you're, you're not stopping us kind of thing. 
and and that's my point you know like like the punk rock community the metal communities they are communities and they're going to make sure that help gets to where it needs to go so um support the mad twins they've got a ton of stuff up there in the ukraine um i keep trying to find some contact info because i would like to get them on to just talk about well you know obviously how they're supporting the ukraine efforts um but also just their incredible art you know they they do some amazing amazing art you know so yeah and then let's see here Last but not least, um, and I, I sent this band to you because I'm like, hey, do you think this would be in our wheelhouse here? Um, I'm trolling around on, and when I say trolling, I mean trolling and like fish fishing trolling, you know, where you're just kind of dragging your lure through the water. I don't mean being a troll online. Right. You know, there right. are different meanings of that term, I forget. But I'm just, you know, kind of checking out the Surf Guitar 101 forums and lo and behold there's this band with this new single called daikaiju i'm like what who's this Mm. it's a fantastic you know japanese monster themed um surf rock band and it's great like both full-length albums i love i still haven't gotten through all the singles yet but like they've got songs like the trouble with mothra girls you know (laughs) And the little just, twins, yeah. the little twin fairies. Yeah. yeah, it's just great. So, great, great band. And, um, yeah, that is my metal fix this week. Right on, right on. Well, we're definitely going to drop a track from them because, yeah, you gave me the heads up. Check this out. Like, anything with the word kaiju in it, I'm going to. Okay, let's see this. Let's Let's hear this because, you know, we're just like that. So, so yeah, yeah, we'll drop a track from them soon enough. Thanks for the heads up on that. For my metal fix, speaking about the, some of the more geekier stuff, dude, and this is just basically just for you and me because yeah. this, this will have long passed by this time this goes to air. But, okay, the Park Theater here in Winnipeg where, you know, I volunteer at and just do a lot of interviews. It's just a big part of the show. This Saturday morning coming up in just a couple days, they're having a little collectible con. Oh, in, no way. Yeah, yeah. Just who, which, whichever. Comic books, action figures, yeah, yeah. Pro, pro wrestling stuff. And our good buddy, Ducky, he's he's got his own booth. Oh, no way. What's he, um, what's, what are his wares? It's just going to be all wrestling stuff. Oh, nice. You know, oh, so. like, uh, can I get a... Um, was it a luchador mask? Am I am I am I right uh, there? I'll I'll see if he's got some. If you want one, we'll see. I have seriously we'll been see. considering trying to find a cool luchador mask because right I love them, and it's kind of almost like what the Aquabats do, but not really. Right. And I, I just I I just find them so I, I it really adds to the entertainment value for me. It really Definitely. does, uh-huh. you know. Mm-hmm. No, no, for sure. So I got to get up early Saturday morning and go down and support our buddy and all that really cool stuff. It's actually going to be one hell of a weekend coming up because not not, not only is that going on, and I'm actually considering right now Thin Lizzy Day, the start of my weekend. Even I, even though I got to go to work for you know. You know, that's just a minor interruption of my long weekend. But 
Sunday, okay, a couple days as we speak, Omnium Gatherum and a Legion will be in town. Okay. The same night, though, the Bruce Dickinson Spoken Word Tour comes through town. Oh, are you going? I'm going to both. I'm oh, going to. I'm going to. On. I'm going to do my rock and roll duty. I'm going to show up for up for up for the Omnium show to help do the load in, and all that. Unfortunately, sorry, man, I won't be able to do any interviews or anything like that because as soon as we load in all the equipment i have a couple have a couple shots and a couple beers with my homies at at, at ninja cat i gotta run downtown check out the dickinson spoken word get back to the park theater for the omnium hopefully fingers crossed to catch the headliner to catch omnium so like what you call a snowy night where I take in a couple shows in one day. I'm going to be doing that this weekend. So, more this discussion that we're going to be having this episode is more and more prevalent, shall we say, because shows are happening. Shows are going on. And I am one happy camper about that because this past weekend, the mighty Obscura came through town awesome awesome veteran tech death band they came through with uh veil of nath and interloper and i this was like this is some really cool stuff okay but the important thing about this is it was our first show back. And when I say our, I mean Ninja Cat Productions. I met up with my homies there before the band started to show up. And I said, you know what, everyone, okay, while we're all here, as you guys know, my dad passed away this year. And one of the things that he was always good for whenever I would go to his place for dinner or whatever, like on Halloween or whatever. And of course, there's a show, there's something going on Halloween that night. As I'm on my way out, my dad was always good for slipping me a 50. Oh, nice. Here, buy, buy the first round with your buddies is on me. Okay. Well, I met up with all my Ninja Cat buddies and I earmarked 50 bucks from, you know, from my dad's estate. And hey, guys, this round is on my dad. This, this, this round's on me. It was a very touching moment. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Later that night, you know, Tech Death Metalers Obscura totally killed it. It was a fantastic evening. Hello and horns up we're off to a good start we're off to a good start a couple other really cool things before catching up with with them at the venue i did hit the record shops and i've been a fan of obituary right from the start okay the very first record in 1990 or whatever this slowly we wrought yes slowly we wrought. i remember that but I've all of my obituary albums have either first started out on cassette, moved to CD, and finally I bought my very first obituary vinyl a couple years back on Century Media. They released their self titled album. Well, 
I found I found that on vinyl. And it's like and it, and it's a fantastic record. It sounds like modern obituary, but as I'm playing it, that's when it hit me. It's like holy shit. This is my first obituary vinyl. So <laughs> like, yeah. Serious question about that. Okay. When did vinyl stop being sold in record stores? Oh geez, it must have been I remember I bought Persistence of Time Anthrax in that was nineteen ninety. Okay. It had to have been ninety one when because I think that was the last vinyl that I bought. Yeah. You know, and then like that 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 was kind of it. The switch to CDs was made and eventually cassettes were on their way out oh yeah like it was only cassettes and cds for a very right. long time and then one day cassettes faded mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know but- and very unceremoniously but like vinyl like um i feel like i was buying vinyl right up until 1990 i i bought um persistence of time in 1990 on cassette okay and Everything else, I think I bought on CD going forward. Well, yeah, um, I didn't have much choice. Yeah, well, but, but like I, I don't remember there being a vinyl option. You know, because because when I think about it, like I have every Kiss record on vinyl up until I think it was Smash. No, Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits would have been the last one, um, and then the next Kiss record after that, Hot in the Shade. I don't have on vinyl. I only oh, have it okay. on CD. You know, and then from then that from that point forward, I only got them on CD. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, there there was that long period, okay, when there was no vinyl anywhere, and I it, vinyl kind of like I kept all of my records, I kept all of my vinyl. There was no way I was going to get rid of them, even though I never had a turntable. Yeah, like I still had to have these, and I'm so glad that I did. It wasn't really until I started volunteering with the war and music record shop and we had a kick-ass turntable um in in the shop and i had access to all these records so it was 2013 where i started collecting again especially uh hardcore and grindcore seven inches and all that like it just so yeah it was it was that period you know from the year the early 90s to 2013 where uh, we were vinylists you know what? And I, I don't know how we survived. When you said hardcore and grindcore seven inches, I feel like still in like 98, 99, punk bands were still releasing seven inches. Oh, there singles. was lots. Oh, there, 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 there was a lot. But that would have been like the only vinyl I can really recall. Right, right. And up here in isolated Canada, finding a lot of these were, you know. We're far and few between. I'm I'm stoked. I'm really happy like oh, yeah. with 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 vinyl back. Okay, although there was even there 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 was talk re- recently that the CDs are actually on the uprise right now and now giving vinyl a run for their money because I guess with the pandemic and all that and shipping charges and shipping times and all that getting vinyl you know was proving to be 
quite a hassle while CDs were actually getting to the stores a lot quicker and a lot easier and people were you know on on the upswing of consuming CDs which I still I I still buy all three formats I, like if I if I yeah. see a kick-ass cassette, I'm going to buy it. I see a kick-ass CD, I'm going to buy it. I get to see a kick-ass vinyl, I'm going to buy it. I, I've only bought a couple cassettes, and they were like the record store day releases, the special releases, that kind of thing. But uh, I, I honestly, I finally stopped buying CDs recently because if I like it and I'm going to buy it, well, then I will look for a kick-ass vinyl. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like we talked about with like Sinjutsu. Like I knew I was going to get Sinjutsu. I needed to have that on vinyl because it looked so great. The art was so great. I wanted the full size art, you know. And um, But I'm also going to buy it digitally because if there's one thing I've learned about streaming services, it depends on what way the wind blows what they have today. Like I know they go, oh, we have so many songs. Yeah, they don't have everything. Mm-hmm. There's still things... And I mean, there's still things in my collection that aren't available on Apple Music or even the iTunes Store. And people are like, well, I, I find that hard to believe. I'm like, well, if you listen to the shit I did, you wouldn't. <laughs> you know? Sure. I'm not talking Madonna's not there, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, another another vinyl record I picked up while I grabbed my my first obituary vinyl um, X X Cro-Mags dude for better or for worse Har, Har, Harley Flanagan I picked up his solo record which he entitled Cro-Mags oh, nice okay yeah yeah and I was I was kinda like 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 I saw it and I know like yeah, with I know the guy's kind of a knob. Well, but I also (laughs) believe that he now is the Cro-Mags again. Like, I believe that John Joseph has stepped out of the Cro-Mags completely. He's got, he's got so much going on. Um, But he's got Blood Clot. They've got a new record coming out soon. And they're going to be touring that this year. And then, you know, he's doing his, um, um, his consulting business, I think is, is like a terrible Uh, description for it. But, um, like he's. Um, man, I don't want to say a motivational speaker either, but like he, he's really like putting himself out there to help coach people to like achieve their goals, you know, right, kind right. Of, well, kind there's, of thing. if there's ever a motivational speaker, it's John Joseph. Oh, oh hell shit. yeah, dude. That's the thing is like, I'm like, yeah, I'd go see this anytime. Like he's, he's just kick ass. Uh, yeah. So I found this, I found this Harley, Har- Har- Harley Flanagan vinyl. Good price. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna take the plunge. I okay. You remember those days pre-internet, where we had where buying music was a crapshoot. Oh yeah. Okay, I had no idea what this record sounded like. I didn't know if it was good, bad. Would I like it? I decided. You know what? Okay, it's. Charlie Flanagan. It's next member of the Cro-Mags. It's it's all okay. It is what it is. I'm gonna take a shot with it, and I, you know, this is this is pretty cool. Maybe a little uh, a little later on, we'll uh, we'll drop a track here and there if we can. Um, as I said today, not St. Patrick's Day. It's Thin Lizzy Day. 
Okay. And while I was at money job, while I was at work today, I really only have um, an old-fashioned ghetto blaster. It's a terrestrial radio. That's really all, that. That's really all I had. But our our hometown rock and roll station said, "Okay, I get to work," and they said, "Okay, it's since it's St. Patrick's Day." We're going to play a Thin Lizzy song once an hour. Oh, really? You have my attention. And I'm like, really? Okay, so what? You're going to play Boys Are Back in Town <laughs> every hour? That's what jail, I was thinking. Jailbreak. Like, there's they've got two songs that you guys play. Right, right. They have upbeat records. Fucking Phil Lynott, rock and roll god. I just did the horns when I said God like that. Okay. Like, okay. So you got, what else are you guys going to do to their credit to corporate rock stations credit? Okay. Throughout, throughout my work day, I heard fighting my way back. Don't wow. believe me. Cowboy song. And well, of course, whiskey in the jar. I was say whiskey in the jar. They got to play that for St. Patrick's Day. They have to play that for sure, for sure. And I even I, and I don't normally do this, okay, but I even took some time out when it was some quiet times, just sitting in my office by myself. I pulled out my phone, went onto YouTube, and I found the Thunder and Lightning Thin Lizzy record, the 1983 record, yeah. and I was give I was given that a spin, and I don't normally listen to music like my own personal music like that but it was a special day it's thin lizzy day i definitely had to do it we're going to get into some tunes here and like i said this is how i'm going to be spending saint patrick's day i'm as soon as we're done here you know i'm 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 ready to rock and roll it's going to be me and thin lizzy and jack daniels here for the rest of the night for sure, for sure. Um, some cool records across my desk. Let's get into them. Of course, our longtime listeners will know um, we have pushed the band Crystal Viper more than once on the show. We had vocalist Marta Gabrielle on. She's a real sweetheart. Hey, eh? we'll definitely have to have her on again. They have, well, it's they call it a new EP. Okay, but it's actually got more material than your average full-length album. It's just there's a lot of there there there's some cover songs and uh, re-recordings of some past classics. Because while Crystal Viper, maybe that name doesn't roll off the tip of your brain as quickly as you might think, they really have an extensive back catalog. Like when you go through the metal archives and all that. So it was really cool seeing them go back into their past and update some cool songs and covering uh, Diamond Heads It's Electric as well on this new quote-unquote EP available now from Listenable. We'll drop a track from that as well. A really cool band. Now I'd never heard of this band before. Their latest record... Available now on High Roller Records, so you know, you know it's going to be what we call trad metal around here. Good, good traditional metal made for the new generation. But uh, the band Lucifer, okay, instead of a C, 
it's spelt with a Z or a Z. Okay. A Z. You're so Z. Canadian. So Canadian, yeah. You know how I know I you're know. Canadian? Oh, I know. The second I said Z, it came, I was thinking to myself, oh shit, he's going to say it. Well, yeah, because I know, like, you know, one of your favorite bands to go see is ZZ Top. It's ZZ Top, yeah, for sure. Well, anyways, Lucifer with a Z has a new record note called Iron Shackle. <laughs> it's really, really cool stuff you like your traditional new wave of british heavy metal your traditional trad metal shall we say you're going to want to check that out so let's check that out right now okay from now on yeah this this band is called lucifer with a z <laughs> we're gonna call him that <laughs> so <laughs> lucifer Suck, man. This is this is Lucifer with a Z with iron shackles.
Just for you, dude, that was the aforementioned Dai Kaiju, their brand new single, Red Tsunami, available now up on the old band camps. I don't know, I guess daikaiju.bandcamp.com or just go on to just go on to the band camps. Search Daikaiju D A I Kaiju. Really, really cool stuff. <laughs> spell, <Yes>. spell that again. <laughs> Daikaiju D D A I Kaiju. K I J K I G U. What? <laughs> oh, oh, that's great. I mean, we all know how to spell uh, Kaiju. It was the die part, D-A-I. Like, oh, was, my goodness. I, I figured well, that needed some clarification. What, what's One of the things that, that really caught my eye about that band with being Daikaiju is the only other time I have seen the word Daikaiju um, in print is when I get my G-Fan magazine from Mr. J.D. Lee's. Yeah, you know, oh, every so Mr. often because great guy. Yeah, it's uh, Daikaiju Enterprises. Ah, right on, and, right and on. So That's I'm like, probably wait, where they what? Got the name. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh wow, this is great. So yeah, yeah. D a i kaiju. That's how you spell it. <laughs> That's right. For oh, sure. I, I want to go to a Canadian <laughs> spelling bee. I want to see how things go there. Right on, right on. And of course, before that, the mighty Crystal Viper. The title track from, yes, the new EP, The Last Axman. Great stuff, great stuff. All those records available now. Hit the record shops. Tell them you're cool, Uncle Snowy sent you. As we said at the top of the hop, concerts are happening. Okay, everyone's excited. Everyone's okay, you know, the you know, yeah, the pandemic is still kind of going on, but everyone's kind of getting their shots. We're getting shit done. It's time to rock and roll again. With that, I figured, okay, and this is a topic, yeah, I don't know, maybe about 5 years ago, we kind of sat down and we kind of did this and but i figured with everything going on in the world the world's opening up again it wouldn't hurt it wouldn't hurt you know to go over yeah yeah concert etiquette but just i've 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 kind of added some some things you know as well that it might not necessarily be etiquette but for me it's just something you should do, you shouldn't do. Don't do this because you're a dumbass. Do this because you're a good person and all and all that. And there's just there's just so many things to um, start. Uh, so I figured I figured maybe what we should do is kind of like your base your basic concert etiquette. Okay, you're you're at a show. Band, the band's killing it. The pit's going on. There's stage diving going on. Well, like, what what do you do? What's like? What's one of the first things that comes to mind when you're in the pit? Well, so I I've got a completely different thought process because of the era that we're in, right? With shows yeah. coming back, so. Um, I, I'll bring some of those things up here in a minute, but I mean, if I'm thinking about you're in the pit, I, I don't lick anybody. 
You know, <laughs> that never even crossed my mind. Do do my best. Do your best not to like spit on people. You know, let's not do <laughs> that stuff. Yeah. yeah, like like you know, like we want shows to keep going. Let's try not to spread any communicable diseases, because you know, <laughs> whatever variant of whatever is going on with COVID, sure. But I mean. If anybody thinks that that's the last can infectious, contagious disease we're going to see, no. No, like, like, remember all the things we've done for the last two years. For the love of God, when you go to the bathroom, wash your fucking hands. <laughs> Fair enough, yes. You know, like, please wash your hands. Let's try not to spread disease here. You know, and, and like, the not lick people, like, that's a tough one for me, because, like... If you knew me in the 90s, um, I licked everybody I met, you know. <laughs> so so that's, that is that is not going to be an easy one for me to obey, but I'm going to do my best. You're going to try. You're you gonna know, try. I am. I'm going to give it that old college try. Right on, right on. Well, when you're in the pit, like the very first thing that you always think of, the guy in front of you falls. Oh, pick him up you, immediately. You, 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 you pick him up. Because yeah, so you never know when you're going to be the guy on the floor. That's right. That's right. There are so many times I've seen I've seen a pit going on. Someone falls. Not just one guy. Not just guy. Not, not just two. I've seen like four or five people. Just they dive to pick them up. Yeah. Dive, dive to That's a show, man. It's reflex. Yeah. It's I reflex. love seeing that. Yeah. And it goes back to part of the community. Yeah. Part of part of the family if you're at a show at a club that there's stage diving okay it's a mint it's an intimate show and that's where the community and the family comes in and i you're absolutely right i yeah. love seeing that well and the toxic waltz said it best you know it's good friendly violent fun right you know for sure and, sure. and emphasis on the friendly, like, yeah, you're stage diving, you're throwing the stuff around, you're moshing, you're slamming into people. But a mosh pit is really just rugby without the ball. Right. You know, and, like the rugby yeah. players all go have a beer afterwards. And they're really not trying to hurt each other. Well, some of them might be because, I mean, you know, there's always dicks when there's jocks involved and testosterone and whatever right. else. But. You know, if you see somebody in the pit trying to hurt somebody, they're probably just an asshole that doesn't get it. Oh, for sure. You know? Sure. Yeah. Guys, when you're in the pit, okay, and when girls are body surfing, watch your hands. Yeah, for the love of God, don't feel them up. Yeah, like, like it. I, I understand... Like, it happens accidentally, and I get that. But I have a lot of female friends, okay? And whenever I see one of my friends in the pit or she's or she's body surfing and all that, trust me, I lose total focus of the concert, and I'm watching her. And any of these little fucking perverts, okay, that touches her the wrong way, I... Especially if they're at the park theater, a show that I'm putting on, trust me, they're out the door. They're out the door, and if they're lucky, the door will be open, and I won't even look to to see if it is or not. 
<laughs> okay, so guys, and I know I know all of our great this is for the purpose of conversation because I know all of our great listeners, okay? Good people. You know, so but yeah, yeah, just watch the hands. Accidents happen, but come on. Now sure. I will say on the flip side, um I have had the occasional female friend who um especially, you know, in the nineties really appreciated male company and found that um, crowd surfing was a great way to meet way more men in a shorter amount of time. Um, so, you know, there's the handful that did enjoy it, but for the most part, um, don't do it. Okay. Know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like we talk about consent. Exactly. And just because she's just, just because she's body surfing or slamming, you know, she's not giving consent. If you're going to stage dive as well, okay? For the love for the love of the metal gods, please guys, get on the stage, jump off right away. There's nothing more irritating than that one fucking guy that wants to rock out with the singer and <laughs> Yeah. You know, kind of you know, cut, tries to make himself part of the show. It's like, okay. This might be the highlight of your life and all that, but the fact that the guitarist is poking you on the shoulder, telling you to jump off the stage. Yeah, get up and get off. Yeah. Get off, unless unless the singer, and I've seen this before. Okay, I've seen someone jump on the stage and go up to the singer and start headbanging with him. I've seen the singer, you know, put his arm around his shoulders and hold him there, and they do a little jig and a can-can and all that. And it's like, okay. You have been invited at that point. Okay. So yeah, give her. But if they're if they want you to get off, then just you know, get up get get up there, give the horns, and jump off. Okay, because you're stage diving. I want to see you stage dive more than I want to see you bang your head. Yes. On on, on stage. That said, okay. If you're going to be in the front row, the front first couple rows at a show that has stage diving, okay, catch them, okay? <laughs> like, it kind of bothers me when I see someone go to stage dive and people move, even though it might be muscle reflex, you know, it might be reflex or whatever. If you're going to be there, okay, Remember, there's going to be stage divers, there's going to be body surfers, there's going to be pits near you. Address the situation accordingly. You're going to get hit, you're going to have to catch people, you know. It's 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 all part of the show and if you want to be front row and center, then you know, you you have to participate. I think I think that's that that that's the etiquette. I remember an Anvil show, not the last one where we interviewed Lips, but the one before. It was at a it was at a different venue, and it was on a weekday. So, and we'll get to this part a little later. It was on a weekday, so the show was kind of sparsely attended. There was this guy, and I can I can tell he wasn't really from the underground, okay, because he was front row okay in front of the stage and he had a beer in his hand and a little mini pit breaks out okay 
and he accidentally gets knocked and his beer spills and he gets all mad and I just spilled my beer and all that. You know, it's like, dude, why, why, you know, why are you sucking on a beer in front of the stage? You know, at at a show like this, someone's going to accidentally bump into you. Something's going to happen. Don't don't get pissy about it. Well, didn't you just say it was Anvil? It was Anvil, yeah. I, I I would never imagine a pit at an Anvil show. Well, it wasn't it wasn't a huge one like you would see at the Crow Mags or something, but it was it was three or four guys kind of you know doing a little mini pit because well, they, they were at a metal show. But, yeah, but it's Anvil. Right? So so yeah. this is where I'm gonna say, um, know the show you're going to. Oh, there is that. You okay. know, because I, I mean, this, technically right. people consider Def Leppard metal. You're not going to throw up a pit there. Anvil is not that far from Def Leppard. Like they're in that trad metal kind of thing, you know? Right. Like, right. so you, you don't need to pit in an Anvil show. You headbang, you get your fist up, you cheer, you sing along, and you let that guy enjoy his beer. Yeah, but the potential is there. That's no, it really. Yeah, but it shouldn't be. I mean, uh, the potential for a violent outbreak is always there. But that's when, like, if it's only four guys turning a mini pit, like, hey, assholes, go to the back. Like, like, understand where you're at. You're 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 not at the place for this. This isn't fucking obituary. Where I will agree is the um, the hardcore windmilling and. and and the which i'm all for okay because i'm a hardcore guy as well i'm just as punk rock as i am a metalhead i'm all for that but for the love of god please okay if you're in a small venue and i've been in small venues i've put on shows with no stage okay i've gone to basement shows with no stage oh okay where you can only get 20 people in at a time that is not the venue or the time to be doing your windmills and your karate kicks and and all that if you're if you're in a bigger venue and there are people you there are people spaced out and all that then go ahead have fun just be careful like watch the person beside you like doing your karate kicks and all that you know, maybe at a black metal show, uh, you probably might not want to do that. Okay, that's just for sure. For sure, um, I would find a pit more appropriate at a black metal show than an anvil show. Oh, for sure. Any kind for of sure. pit. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, how how tall are you? About six foot. Okay. Yeah. So you're. Taller than the average bear. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, you're you got about an inch on me. I guess. And so one of the things that I always do, and if you're in a a huge arena show or a stadium or a big festival, this doesn't really apply. Okay. But if you're in a smaller venue and you're one of the taller people, look behind you when the band comes on. Okay, if there's that short little girl behind you that's, say, five foot, okay, I think it's just, okay, chivalry is not dead in my world, okay? I still I still hold doors open, you know, I still buy flowers, 
okay, like chivalry just isn't dead. I'll have a look behind me. If there's someone shorter than me in a small in in a smaller venue like Bulldogs that we talk about on the show a lot. Oh, yeah. I'll ask them, do you want to stand in front of me? You, you know, like I'm blocking your view and there's no there's no reason that um I should be in like someone should not be seeing getting the full effect just because there's a tall person in front of them. You know, and especially if you're if you're one of those massive giants, then like maybe move to the side, watch, read, look to see, look to see who's behind you. That, I think that should be reflex. Maybe it's just me. I'm old well, fashioned. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, everybody wants to have that same vantage point. Everybody wants to have that. Hey, can I get to the front of the stage? Kind of thing. Right? Oh yeah. Oh no. So for sure. you know, we, we've all kind of got to figure out how to take turns. But I mean, is somebody with a lot of short friends? Um, that was typically kind of the thing. We fight our way to the front and then they get in front of me, you know? Right. For sure. No, I totally get that. Oh, did I lose you? No, I'm still here. Oh, Keep okay. going. Sorry. It's, yeah. It sounded like we kind of... Okay, so that's kind of like when the show is going on, okay? Um, when you're on your way to the show, Okay, and this is uh, this isn't etiquette. This isn't vital. This is just kind of one of my concert pet peeves. One of the things that sort of gnaws at me. But when I go to a concert, okay, and if if it's a more established band, okay, when I see someone, the headliner, okay, a fan of the headliner wearing the the tour t-shirt from the last tour when they came through town i'm just kind of like really dude you know like is this the extent of your vision okay like i've seen and like okay i'll take up i'm on a march okay they're a big band okay or maybe when children of bottom were still around a band like that and I've seen a Monomarth a number of times. And I've seen people at the venue wearing last tour's t-shirt. I'm like, like, really? And especially when I've seen like two guys that are obviously friends. They're there together. Yeah. And they've got the same fucking t-shirt on from the last tour. But what's the problem with that? Well, it's just kind of like... Uh, I don't know, man. It's just that's like I there's there's nothing wrong with it per se morally. I'm I'm just kind of like really like you have nothing else like like it's 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 the headliner. That's what everyone's there to see. And all that. it's like, well, but if you're know, a really? super fan, and 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 I think this is accepted differently. Um, Depending on the band. Because, like, if you go to a Kiss show, everybody is wearing a Kiss t-shirt. And you're going to see every Kiss t-shirt from, you know, the 70s through the most current tour. Okay, for, for okay, I'll I'll give you that. Like, if, if, if this is a Kiss now, okay, a tour now. Yeah. Okay. And you, you're our age. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, yes, okay. I've, I've heard that rumor. It's yes. true. Okay. If you go to a Kiss show from when did Destroyer come out? 77? 76. Oh, okay. If you have that same shirt from that long ago, mm-hmm. then Godspeed. Great. <laughs> I, I okay. have my first I, I, Kiss tour I, shirt still. Okay, what year was that? 85? Okay, once you said 80, okay, great. You know what? I'll I'll give you props for that. But, like, I don't know. It's just, maybe then I'm just being nit, nitpicky or whatever. But just when, when I see that, I'm just kind of like, you know, like, really? Really? What I will give extra props, though... Okay, the support band. Okay, if you're wearing the support axe T-shirt that you wore to the venue that you had in advance, that's cool in my books. Like, you see, I, I will, that, that's awesome. But that is no different to me than wearing the headliner shirt. You're supporting your favorite band. Your favorite band might be the opener. Your favorite band might be the headliner. And and that's that's the thing is like so okay it's the headliner so you know yeah, we're we're talking a more obscure band uh, well but that doesn't make it any different like the whole point of going to a concert is support the bands that you like like I I understand where you're coming from with the with the street points but my f- thought is like support the band that you like you know if you love that obscure band that's awesome you know mm-hmm. like when I went to see Go- Gojira. Um, I purposely wore my HM2 shirt for Rotten Sound, you know, because I'm like, oh, this is going to be the perfect place to wear this shirt. Like, there's going to be other people that are going to see it. And so many people commented on it, you know. But, uh, but like, I don't know. Support the band that you love. Oh, no, I, to- you know? I, I totally get that. I just, it's, you you get extra cool points in my book for for thinking outside the box, shall we say. But are they thinking outside the box? Or you're just like, yeah, I love this band, <laughs> and that's really what it's all about. Yeah, you know? it, at at the end of the day, like like I said, this isn't. This is something you can say, you know, fuck off, Snowy. Like, oh, you're, don't worry, you're, I will. You know this <laughs> for sure, for sure. I think what we can agree with, though, yeah, and this this kind of sort of gnaws at me as well. You're at a rock show. You're at a metal show. Okay. And I fully believe in this. Stand the fuck up. Like, you know. I really. Like, so here's the deal. I'm old now. And so I've got. Am I. A, yeah. I have more injuries than you. I'm, I'm willing to bet that your body still functions better than mine. Um, and so I have more sympathy for the people who are like, listen, I got to sit down. Okay, okay. If you have a physical ailment, if you're on crutches, if you're in a wheelchair, if you're if you're really really elderly, okay, which I've seen that. Okay, if if it's a physical thing, okay, I get it. But I've had young people. Oh, well yeah, that. It's like people half, half my age when I go to a classic rock show, I'm the only one in my section. And I stand up 
Well, you oh, can Brady, probably also I'm, I'm drink them under the table too. <laughs> and, you know? and there's and there's there there's some fucking guy that's like half my age. Excuse me, can you sit down? No, stand up. Like, how old are you? You're at a rock show. Fucking yeah. give her. I'm fifty years old. My mother, like before she passed away, God bless her soul. Man, well, I, I took her to ACDC and I took her to see Heart. Okay? She had knee surgeries and hip replacements and like she had all she had all sorts of things. Man, I was so proud of her. She refused to sit there and be some old some old bitty that some of these twenty five year olds are. Well, I am seriously to the point where I probably need to start looking at getting those things replaced. Uh, okay that that's a physical ailment yeah. i get that i get that but if you're if 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 you're like un, under 40 okay like come on man you're at a rock show give her Dude, just give her i've had my, my, my like literally my leg has been 20 years older than the rest of me for the last uh 30 years <laughs> you know or i guess 20 years because it happened close to the end end of my 20s but um, yeah, like like I I I get that. I, I I'm with you. Like like when you see the young kids that are just like not getting into it, it's like why are you even here? Why are you here? Why yeah. are you here? Yeah, yeah. I remember I remember at the old Garrick, the old Garrick Theater. Okay, they they had two sections in front of the stage. The first half of the half half of the venue, it was all standing. And then you had the seating area, which kind of inclined upwards and all that. Where, like, I called those the old lady seats. Okay, because if you're going to sit up there, you know, while a rock and metal show is going on, a punk show, you know, come on. <laughs> go, go sit in the old lady seats and all that. But, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, now with the Park Theater... I imagine they bring the chairs out when they air movies, but for concerts there is no seating anymore. It's all it's all one room and it's standing room only, and it's wow. it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I love it. That's the, exactly the way a concert should be. Okay, um, another thing. Okay, and I'm gonna catch a little flack about this. Because I understand people got to work the next day. Okay. You have to do what you have to do. But, man, show up on a Tuesday. I, I get it. I get it. People have lives. People have this. People have that. But it's just when a once-in-a-lifetime band, like Diamond Head, okay, is never coming back to this secondary market. They showed up here on a Thursday. There was what thirty people there, and all that because it was a weeknight. Yeah. Okay. And there, this has happened because working with Ninja Cat and working with the promoter, and I, like I see this shit, and I understand. Okay, the Obscura show that I went to, as I mentioned in my Metal Fix. The, the building was packed, okay? But it was the first show back that we put on after the pandemic. And it was a Saturday night. 
the reality is if that show was on a Tuesday, you know, there wouldn't have been half of those people there. And that's, that's, uh, that's kind of sad. And I understand people, people have shit they have to do. You have to get up in the morning and all that. But I also know that when a huge band and, you know, an arena band, you know, like Metallica, Molly Crew or something, that those those shows are going to be packed. Oh, yeah, on no a, matter on, what. On a weeknight. Yeah. Okay. All I'm just saying is, like, if there's there's a legendary band, okay, okay, it might be a once-in-a-lifetime to see them make make that effort it's a tuesday fine maybe you just can't piss it up all night you you can't drink all night like you can on a friday or saturday oh i think that's the key right there the people want to drink yeah well oh, yeah. i gotta i gotta get up and go to work the next day so i can't go see vicious rumors uh, no, no. Uh, maybe just buy two or three less drinks. Maybe buy a, a CD, buy some merch, and see Diamond Head. Especially when a guy like Brian Tatler, living legend Brian Tatler, hung out in the um, in the lobby with everyone and had a personal conversation with everyone that showed up. That that is a once in a lifetime thing, man. Uh, dude, I'm with you. Like, Gojira came through here on a Wednesday night. Okay. And, and I am typically that guy, like, I'm not going to go see a show on a weeknight because I'm just old. We've had this conversation. I get up early. Like, I got work. <laughs> I'm you, like, I can't function the way I used to, you know. What are you going to do when I go down there to visit you and your brood? Take and off. there's a show in time. Take time off. You know? <laughs> Okay. I, I know I'm not going to be able to handle it, you know. So, but anyway, I um I made sure, you know, like I looked at my calendar the next day. I'm like, okay, do I have any calls that I have to be coherent for? No, I'm going, you know. <laughs> and coming up here in April, um, Weed Eater is going to be right down the street, like literally within three miles of my house. Oh, dude, you got to go. I'm going to. Right yeah, weed eater rules. And it's a tiny little bar. Uh, where remember when I told you I saw Wild Street, my guitar teacher's band? Right. It's gonna be the same place. I'm like, oh, that's a great little local venue. I'm like, oh, I, it'll it'll be a great place to see them for the first time. So Excellent. yeah, I'm absolutely Excellent. gonna go. They're but they're like, they're great guys too. Um, but I'm not looking forward to a Thursday night, you know, because I'm old. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. When all of that is, when all the show is said and done, okay, this is kind of more geared towards uh, a more intimate show at a club or at an all-ages venue for the hardcore shows and all that. And the band's hanging out at the merch. This kind of bugs me because I've hung out with a lot of bands at their merch table. And someone comes up to the band and says and they're looking at their CD or their or their 7-inch single or their vinyl album or just whatever okay and they ask 
Where can I stream this? Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Really? Like, really? Right, did you just... That's that's almost as bad, and I've heard of this happening before. Okay, when... Um, um, burning CDs from the computer onto oh, yeah. blank oh, yeah. CDs. Okay, when that was a thing, and bands are doing uh, meet and greets, signing your shit... I've heard of incidences of fans actually bringing burnt CDs to get signed. Wow. You know, and like, imagine, imagine being that fucking person that like, that you're basically giving a band a bootleg here. Yeah. I, I ripped you off. Can you sign this? Yeah. And then, and then what do you do as the artist? Like you can't, you want to give them an uppercut. You want to give them a DDT or something, you know, you know, but, but, but you really, you really can't. Okay, that that's kind of the the equivalent of that. Hey, where can I stream this? You can stream this on your turntable or in your CD player when you buy this and support the band. Yeah, well, and my personal thought is that since you can stream pretty much everything everywhere. How bad are you at streaming if you don't know? Yeah, you, like, do you really have to ask the band? Like, why would you? Why would you? Oh God! Like, why? Why would you make yourself look like that? That person, like that guy. Yeah. Like you, like you. Why would you have to ask that? Uh, and finally, before we get on with um, tonight's. Indie Spotlight, I'm looking forward to getting this band out to everyone. And this is kind of for, because I know lots of local bands, okay? And trust me, okay, every local band has gone through this, and I'm going to let you in on a secret, okay? It drives them crazy when they get asked... Well, when do you go on? Okay. As in, well, I want to see you play because I like you as a person. But uh, I don't want to sit through all your friends' bands and all and, and all that. So why, why don't you tell me, okay, do you go on at 10? Okay, I'll show up at 9.55. That drives bands crazy. See, that never bothered me, because as long as they're buying the ticket that I need to sell ahead of time, I don't care. Okay. Show show up when you feel like it. Okay, but... Yeah. The bands, though, like, are... Chances are, are friends with the other bands. Yeah. You're you're all part of the scene, especially in the hardcore scene. Okay, the punk scene and all that. Everyone's friends. Everyone's getting along. It's the idea of being there... Not just at the cash register, at the door, but being there, you know, in front of the stage when everyone's playing. In other words, what they're saying is show up early and support everyone. And I kind of agree with that as well. Like, yeah, I'm not in a band and all that, but nothing pleases me more. And I have seen this before where... A packed house for an unknown band. Like, that's heartwarming. 
(laughs) you know, because there is now I've also seen I've also been to many, many shows as well that um, there's no one there. And, you know, it's a three, four band bill all from out of town, all, all touring bands. And there's nobody there for the first band. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, where is everyone? Come on. Now, I understand people got to work. People get off at different times and all that. People, you got to do what you got to do. But. Uh, well, and, right. and that's something I want to point out, because normally the people that were asking me, like, hey, what time do you guys go on? Were the people with, quote unquote, straight jobs, you know, we'll say. No, I get it. I get it. But like, even though I'm not, I'm not abandoned. You know, I just that that's that just kind of gnaws me. Ah, never bothered me. But you know. Uh, <laughs> okay. So hopefully, you know, everyone listening to this maybe kind of take take this to heart. You know, maybe you know. Okay. Some of this stuff Snowy is saying, yeah, he's peaceful as shit. Snowy's being snowy, but but hey, I think there are some things I've said that kind of uh, I I make a point. I make a point. Oh yeah. I well, I want to make a few other points before we get. Oh, going. okay, good. Because there, there's a few things I was thinking about for this that really apply to the era that we're in. And first and foremost, um, we are in post-pandemic world. You know, um, I I don't know about Canada, but in the U.S., once March hit and the State of the Union was coming up, uh, everybody decided the pandemic was over and started relaxing all their regulations. Right. You know, and I say that completely tongue in cheek because you guys have talked about, you know, we've we talk about the Republicrats here all the time. Like, oh, no, everything's fine now. It's like, oh, goodness, you know, and so. And now people are so confused because of how abruptly everything all of a sudden shifted. Um, right. Wait, what? What? So is it a problem? Is it not a problem? What are, what are we doing? Um, so depending on the venue you're going to, they may or may not require, and honestly, depending on the band who's coming through, may or may not require um, proof of vaccination and or a negative COVID test. Well, um, for the longest time now, you to to get into a lot of venues and to get into a lot of restaurants and all that, to go see hockey games and all that, like, excuse me, you had to be double vaxxed. Yeah, so we've never had that here in this particular state, right? Okay. And, and it's been, it's really been by state, county, province, all that sort of stuff, whatever you want to call it, um, across the U.S., you know, so it's just been like, hey, the state's going to say what they're going to do. The city's going to say what they're going to do, that sort of stuff. It's really been up to the locals. And here it's been a hodgepodge, right? Um, like Rollins is coming through. You have to have vaccination for that um, or your negative test. But when Gojira came through, you didn't need any sort of proof of anything. But same venue, Megadeth is coming through. You need a negative test. 
A test. Know, well, a negative test or your proof of vaccination. Either. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. which, and I'm not going to get into this because that's a whole that's a whole other thing. Yeah. While while I am I am pro mask, the idea of um, you have to be vaccinated, and I understand there's the whole herd immunity idea, and I and I get that. Even though I'm I'm vaxxed to the tits, okay. I'm I don't know I don't I don't think it's necessary to you, you know to to enforce vaccinations. I I don't think that's right well, and I don't yeah. think you know you know because if you're not going to vax, okay, you're only kind of hurting yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and and, okay, and that's that's my thing. Else. You right. know like like you know we're, we shouldn't enforce it but really what i'm going to get two points i need to make now one if you're vaccinating your tits it's a respiratory disease that's not going to help you know it's really not <laughs> yeah. surface on your tits there dude so fair you know, enough fair enough yes. that's they're they're going to be fine but um, my thing is depending on the show depending on whatever's going to depend on the requirement if it's a band that you want to see but let's say that you're not vaxxed or let's say that you are vaxxed and they're not requiring it and you're pissed about that because there's both sides of this argument. If you're going to go, do what they're fucking asking, shut the fuck up, and have fun. Fair because enough. Fair you enough. made the choice that you wanted to see that artist. If you're going to gripe all night, get the fuck back in your car. Because nobody cares. Right? The At whole the point of, the day, of this... You're right. Let's go back to what we said at the top of the show. For two years, these bands haven't been able to work. There are bands touring that haven't toured in longer than two years, but they're so stir-crazy they're coming out to tour. Like, Murphy's Law is coming through here. When's oh, the last really? time you've heard Murphy's Law tour? Oh, my God, dude. Like, yeah. you're, always, you're always saying, Snowy, you get all the great shows. Ah. Yeah, I have to look and see where they're coming through. Dude. I've told you, everybody's coming through here because we have really relaxed requirements. It's You're open. You're open to, for business. Yeah. 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 It's, it's up to the individuals, to the ah. venues, to that sort of stuff. And so we have less bullshit. So people are coming here. Dude, Gojira has never played here. Megadeth has never played here. And, and within six months of each other, they're going to be here. Right you know, on. that never happens. And so, you know, the my point is... Nobody gives a shit, right? Like, if you want to find somebody at the show who's like, yeah, I think this is bullshit, great. You guys sit in the corner, you do it. But if you're going to sit here and try to call somebody else stupid because they're vaxxed or stupid because they're not vaxxed or whatever, knock it off. People are out to have a good time. And really, you're just hurting that band, you know? At, like, at the end of the day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, so here's the next thing. If ever you were going to buy merch at a show this next set of shows you go to this year should be those shows this is it yeah because sure. here's the deal like like let's use the horror pops as an example they are a band with a great following but they're not metallica right mm -hmm. so um when like they get paid things don't always clear and they've even asked, they're like, listen, if you're going to buy stuff at this show, could you please pay in cash? 
because mm-hmm. that's how we get to the next show. That's our gas. Oh money. yeah, that's gas. You know, gas money for sure. That sort of stuff. Because when you're doing car transactions, which I know are way easier for everybody, there's sometimes a holding period. It doesn't go directly in. You know, depending on how it's set up, you don't know how that's working. So, pay cash when you can. Um, but absolutely make sure you're buying merch at the show from those bands because that's going directly to the band. It's not going to Rockabilia. It's not going to Hot Topic. It's not going to Coles, wherever you buy your shirts at. It's going mm. to that band. It's going to make sure they get a hot meal, a place to sleep, and to the next venue so somebody else can enjoy the show. For sure, for sure. You know, See, this is why I have to win the lottery. So when a band comes through town... Okay, and I buy the shirt, I buy the record or whatever. I like if 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 I if I had the means, if I had the money, I would have no problem just kind of saying to the singer here and slip him a hundred. This is the this is your gas. Go. Go. I, I, I would have no problem doing that. I would love to be able to have a venue that's a venue, a recording studio, and then some sort of way to put the bands up for the night. Oh, you for know? sure. Oh, yeah. No, it's, I've, I've, Sky. Yeah. Our, our former co-host is, she's put up lots of bands, especially when they're playing at her house. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I would, I would, that would be like one of my dreams. Like, like have, sure. have the recording studio. You could have them show up early, like, hey, let's do some tracks. All right, we'll get you set up in the main venue tonight. Here's where you can put your stuff. Here's your rooms, whatever, you know, like have it set up, everything super secure for them. Oh, and that's another thing. So this happens in normal times um, that bands get equipment stolen, right? We've talked about it on this show way too many times oh, way too many times right that that good noise yeah oh sure. me too but so now guys gas is so crazy expensive and i know whatever ukraine's worse i get it but what i'm saying is you've got people trying to make a living that have to travel to venue to venue this is increasing their costs um one if you're the asshole stealing their instruments karma's gonna get you but mm-hmm, try mm-hmm. to knock it off. But two, like seriously, if this is a band you love and it's a small venue, like, like, like the snowy venues, right? Where Snowy's the guy who's actually taking stuff in and out. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a small venue and you can kind of see where everybody's coming in and out at. Um, keep your eye on your favorite band's equipment and make sure that nobody's walking off with it. Oh, yeah. You for know, sure. yeah. because if somebody loses a, a guitar on tour and that's their only guitar, they may not be able to buy one at the next city. Right. Oh, you know, no, for sure. Like, so, yeah. So, so this is just those little extra things for, for the thing that we're in, you know, but definitely make sure you're going to the show and, you know, put aside some money to buy the t shirt, to buy the keychain, to buy, you know, a CD. You know, whatever for sure. it is. No, 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 for sure, for sure. So, with that said, I can't wait. I can't wait till Canadian um, veteran meddlers aggression start 
start touring and start getting everything going because last year they put out a kick-ass new ep field of nightmares let's go with the track from them this is poisonous potion
from that aforementioned Harley Flanagan solo record Cro-Mags that is can't give in that that whole record dude like when I was given that a when when I was giving that a listen that that record is very autobiographical shall we say like just everything that's been going on with him and going on with the scene and all that there are some moments on that record that he was just writing about his life experiences and whatever your your take on him i understand he's a very polarizing character okay a lot of people don't like him and i i i can understand why but it is some guy someday we should have on radioactive metal just to kind of give give his side of the story but yeah like the album chromags like instead of like a book he he basically put a, a Harley Flanagan book onto vinyl, and I think it works. Yeah. And I mean, regardless really well. of how we feel about him, you cannot deny his um, contributions to New York hardcore history. Oh, definitely. Definitely. For sure. For sure. Hopefully, sometime down the line, it might, it might take a couple years, but we'll be in this kind of the same breath in terms of exposure and contribution and all that, that Mr. Flanagan is, we will be saying the same about tonight's Indie Spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. If you don't mind here, dude, we're going to stay here in the great white north of Canada because I recently discovered a really cool black metal band called Idol of Fear. The record Trespasser came across my desk, but as well when the last time I was out and about shopping, I picked up a really cool kind of a it's it's kind of a free pop culture magazines that you'll kind of find at the um at the at the different shops and all that called absolute underground where i found a really cool write-up about idol of fear so between that article and between what was presented to me i said dude like we definitely have to feature them so from the Great White North here, this is a Canadian black metalers, Idol of Fear with Angel Dust in tonight's Indie Spotlight. Let's 
www.idleoffear.bandcamp.com would be the best place to go and check them out. And, of course, check out Facebook, all that great stuff, wherever you might want to look them out. Grab a uh, some form of copy of their new record, a Trespasser. Great stuff, great stuff. Well, my friend... Thank you uh, so much for taking, uh, you know, an hour, an hour and a half or so out of your St. Patrick's Day festivities to um, bless myself and all of our cool listeners one more time. Uh, How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, if you like this Blarney, see what I did there? Mm -hmm. Um, You can find more of it. Radioactivemetal.org. That's where... All of it's at. Past, present, and future episodes can all be located there. Um, at RadMetal666 for Instagram. That's really where you know we post the pictures of the stuff that we talk about. Um, Facebook.com slash RadMetal. You can go there for whatever social updates that we do. Blah, blah, blah. Um, drop us a line. Our Gmail is radmetal666 at gmail.com. And then you can find us wherever good podcasts are given away for free. Mm-hmm. Right? So you can go to iTunes. You can go to Speaker. You can go to Stitcher. You can go to some podcast aggregator I've never heard of. We end up all kinds of fun places. We are the glitter of the internet. We're all over the place in the places you at least expect us. <laughs> but... um. We are also on Spotify, and that is thanks to the fine folks at Shining Wizards Network. ShiningWizardsNetwork.com is a whole host of lifestyle and just fun podcasts, wrestling podcasts. They've got us there. There's this crazy show with these crazy Canucks called A Wrestling Night in Canada. Mm-hmm. One guy sounds just like Ducky. The other guy sounds just like Snowy. It's so mm. weird. He's right. a good-looking guy, yeah. yeah. It's so weird. It's crazy, right? But so, yeah. So, um, you know, if you look for Shining Wizards Network on Spotify, you'll also find us there. So, really, there's not a place that um, you'd like to listen to podcasts that you can't find us because we're yeah. everywhere. We are everywhere. Just like um, Obscura is everywhere right now. You know, they're real road warriors pounding the pavement. So we're going to pay tribute to them. We're going to delve deeper into the back catalog. How about the title track from their Cosmogenesis record that we'll go out on. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a happy Thin Lizzy Day episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.